0: Not your average operator, not your average operator, not your average operator. Welcome back to another episode of Nuture Average Operator with me, Paul Miller McFadden. How you all doing out there in podcast land? It's bloody always good to get together. And uh, these conversations are something I really look forward to. How are you going there, Mike?
1: Doing great, Mellon. I will say that, man. Like, normally I know I always come on here. I'm like, yeah, we're always good. You know, honestly, uh, about a week ago, had some rough stuff going on, but uh, very, I'm very proud of myself with how I handle certain things. And uh, this weekend, I got some really good news. I got a great evaluation with my job, and uh, I'm almost done with school or uni. And uh, for, for this course that I'm in, I have two assignments left, and uh, I'm still maintaining my goal of a 4.0. So my grades last night, I have like a 95.3
0: or something like that. So we know you're making this shit up, Mike. Yeah, we I, know am. You, you I took, am. You took your mom down <laughs> to the local McDonald's and you showed her employee of the month. Okay. Look at me, mom. There I am. <laughs> I've been flipping burgers better than everybody.
1: Hey man, I have six gold stars for this month. Okay, so it's nothing. It's not. It's nothing to like you
0: know, cough at, all right. It's a very yeah. serious business. No, I, I, I know you've been having a tough time. No shit. Offline. We talk a lot, the three of us and there's been some hard yards put in and um, no shit. I saw that evaluation, mate. That's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm no I'm no shit. I'm really proud of you. Um, it's not I, often I just give a compliment and normally as people know that I don't like them if I do that, <laughs> but in this case I will stop and say, well done. Well, I get I'd like to also even. add. Go ahead, also, Raph.
2: I'd like to also add that in the evaluation, because I got eyes <laughs> on it, um, there's a very specific mention about how the next level for him, which is, I what don't think that, it's attainable.
0: What could that be, Raph? What, what could he do so, that could be better than what he does so now?
2: It, so, in that world that he's in, he's done some things, and I'll give you one or two pats in the back, one or two. But the next level, and it even is on your valuation. In order for you to reach the next level, you have to be accepted into the warrant officer program, which apparently, I think at the bottom it said, you've already been dismissed like seven or eight times, huh. like your packets have been denied.
0: So that's amazing. Major, so if, 10, if he's lucky, if he's lucky, he might be a CW1.
2: If he's lucky. And I that's told him, listen, Mike, I told I'll, I'll call, and I'll, I'll make some phone calls for you if you'd like, because we don't in the warrant officer world, we don't bring people on for merit. It's completely just you know, who, you know, and who you actually, I'll leave it at that.
0: We could put a word in, we could, we could maybe contact Ruthless, get a word. You could maybe find your way to aviation school, flight school, where someone who looks like Raph would chop, would chop you.
1: Let me get something straight here. It was a recommendation that, that, that I pursue it. Right. It's like, Hey, you, you've obtained a level in which you can pursue that and excel. Thank you very much. The second part of that F you, The third part of that, (laughs) all right, (laughs) is I'm a very proud blue collar enlisted man. And I believe that you need solid dudes in the enlisted, the CWO area, and then also good officers. And it's the trifecta. So uh, basically what Ralph did when he was in. He didn't make the mark. So he's like, well, I'll just shift over, run away from my service. I'll join a bunch of people I don't know, act like I know everything. I'll become a warrant officer because I did a little bit of college and no basic math. And then uh, he jumped in and was basically like, how do I skate out of this? What am I even doing here? You guys don't show up for quarters? Oh, we don't have to cut our hair. We don't have to shave. I'm cool like that. I'm down. Yeah, And then he's got his SpongeBob lunch pail that, you know, obviously his career was all about joking and joking. So I understand your animosity towards a very strong, educated, enlisted man.
0: I understand that, but, but it's okay. Fight fire with fire. Fight fire with fire. Well played, Mike. But I just want to say that my understanding of what I read was just over the next top rise, you know, there's another always another mountain peak. Maybe over there is just like having a sniff. That's all I read. That's what I read. And I'll just also say all three of us and Simon last week all started as enlisted men. And there's, you know, there's hope for you yet. There's hope if you're really good, you know, if you're lucky. If it. (laughs) Anyway, he's he's really not looking happy for the viewers who got no. The listeners who got no.
1: I will never call either of you sir, but I
0: will call you the. the Well, I'm a a Mister. We're both Misters anyway.
1: I've never
2: asked you to call me sir, but I have asked you to stand stand in parade rest, which I it doesn't look like you're in parade rest right now.
1: Uh, no, what, what I did is I was getting, I was at an award ceremony in Afghanistan and the entire group of pilots that we were friends with, Rafa's part of that, I was very, uh, I was very proud to be indoctrinated in as one of their own, but for the Wolf Pack and C- Colonel Hines is coming along and, and presenting the awards and, you know, I'm there, I got long hair, beard, and I, I totally look out of place, but the entire Wolf Pack is off to the side. And they're not, they're not there to support me. They're there to make me break character and make me laugh and make me look like an asshole in front of the entire group. So they're over there just like, oh, look at those open ranks march and look at them saluting like little, a <laughs> good little, little soldier and shit and just like ragging on me the entire time. And I have evidence of this. But uh, I mean, that's the type of support the whole warrant officer corps of pilots were doing. Not professionalism, just debauchery. Like it was, it was, it was terrible.
2: Well, uh, to be fair, you don't need help being an asshole. You do that pretty well yourself. <laughs> we're just there to maybe take you to the next. Again, the war in Officer Creed, we're taking you to the next level. You're already an asshole. We're just trying to make you a better, more efficient asshole.
0: There a go. Magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. Right. So we know Mike has had a tremendous week or so, week or two. He's done well. He's got a massive, you know, cheeky smile on his face. He's very pleased with himself. How about you, Tio? How you been, man?
2: Oh man, I've been splendid. Um, we uh, celebrated Little Man's birthday last Boom. night. So he, Yeah, he officially turns three uh, on the tenth. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a really good time. Um, my wife's family was over, so we had a full house. Tons of kids running around. It was just straight chaos. But it was it was a really good time with Pop, Mama Jay, and the whole just the whole the whole clan. But man, yeah, just I- living my best life, man living my best life
0: i love it i love it uh, how good how good is the chaos when you get a few kids together and you get just a bit of that mayhem a bit of noise and it gets that self-sustaining you know the flame is combusting yeah i love it it's good we're man. over in um, yeah yeah it's good oh somebody has just literally done as raf would know in aviation if he ever flew fixed wing he doesn't it's a turning rejoin where there's a lead out in front and the wingman just slides on in We've had an impromptu join by Tony Senior. How are you, Tony?
3: I'm doing great, Rap. How are you? I'm sorry, Mellon. How are you?
0: I'm the good-looking one. He's the, he's the bloody one with the beard grafted on his face.
3: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, no. We're, it's This okay. is awesome. We're in the middle of just having a... We just started to have a chat. And, uh, well, as people do, we're having a bit of an organizational meeting after the podcast. And lucky us, Tony's jumped in to join us. So we've just... Tony, just a to few. you in, we're only about seven and a half minutes or so in. We just had a bit of a chat. We're caught up on what, what's been going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And I may as well just introduce... time Tony introduce the topic, do you reckon, there, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so what we sort of got together this week after we had a, just an amazing chat last week. Shout out to Simon for, uh, for coming on last week and sharing out of a, just a massive experience uh, that he has got military and all sorts of other uh, experiences. Um, the thing that's been coming up for me this week after talking about identity is rediscovering or recharging your passion so for me in life all things come after that any success i've ever had in my family professionally sporting teams work groups have always come after passion and old brother frank mccarthy uh, when i was at school in charge of the rugby hill was always like passion and commitment and number one and we can we can build skills, we can build everything else. You can add everything else but that and you have to have that yourself. And for me, I've been having a bit of a a tough time. I know that globally, we've all had a lot of pressure on us. We've all had COVID, just a massive external pressure above what we're used to. I've had a pretty tough time uh, at work over the last couple of months, just a super high work rate and a lot of specific uh, critical tasking. And dealing with all of that, the, the thing on top of it for me has been my rugby. And I've been trying to get our rugby team going again after COVID. We sort of lost a season of uh, at the start of this year. There, wasn't, there was really no season. I had seven kids out on the pitch. I trained through the middle of winter last year through uh, Christmas time. And we've been getting the season going again. And I'm the lead coach for the kids. And uh, there's been a vacant captain's position for the, the veterans rugby team that I play in. And it's been really hard just to get guys going and, um, you know, and, and for me, that has been where it's shown up about like, I felt like maybe I'd fallen out of love with rugby for the first time in my life. And we have our big Dubai sevens at the start of December every year, which is one of the biggest rugby tournaments in the world. And, you know, they get a couple of hundred thousand people through the gates to see internationals and clubs and children and women. And that's normally like a massive thing. We normally train for a good couple of months beforehand. We're normally training from probably August on. And out of COVID, we just, we didn't have a rugby, just the routine was not there. And to try and get that going again, I really found it hard. And um tried to get an AGM going where the guys could get to get together and have a voice and speak about whether we wanted to compete or not, whether we wanted to have a contact season this year, we want to let a season go or just play touch or just hang out. Whether it was just one extra thing we didn't want to have. And I had the feeling like trying to push guys and maybe they didn't want to do it. And I was like, right, let's have an AGM so we can get it all clear. Because I'm like, to compete on the rugby pitch, you you need a certain minimum level of fitness and skill. And I felt like we were below that level. And certainly I felt like I was below that level. And I'm like, if we're going to go, not only, you know, there's a level of performance, but below that's a level of safety. And if we weren't even at the level of safety, I was like, man, we're going to get, we're not just going to get beaten, we're going to get hurt. It's a heavy contact game. Anyhow, um, i had conversations with people over the last couple of weeks and was really having a bit of a hall of mirrors moment about am I pushing too hard? And, you know, I've got some mates who didn't turn up for this AGM and weren't, weren't sort of in. And um, I spoke with my wife, which is sort of always my testing. My yardstick is always that one. And my best mate, uh, Dalla. And I was like, you know, start with myself and am I being an asshole? Because with me, it's normally, that's normally true. And I was like, right. Anyway, so we went off to Bahrain on the weekend for a children's rugby tournament and also the adults in the evening. And we got there with a team that had been, we trained for the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I was really like, maybe this group who are other mates, maybe this is the way forward without this core group of really close guys I've had for the last couple of years. And we got there and it was just a torrent, like kickoff, full contact rugby. You know, we had 80 minutes of play uh, in the evening with a tournament between uh, Riyadh, Bahrain and Koba, uh, the three clubs. And there's just no going in halfway. Like you you cannot go in anything short of 100% or you will get a serious injuries. And the guys just lifted. And there was just this ferocious, like trial by fire, that occurred all through the evening and the guys absolutely lifted. And, you know, it's just like the love came back to me, you know, like it's so different with this physical risk that's involved rather than just playing a, um, a catch game. When you're out there in your club colors against a different, like from a different country here, there's just no, there's nothing like it. Like I had nerves in my gut all day during the day and it was out on the pitch and at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it was it was really clear, you know, like when you run in there and you're going into contact and your mate's getting tackled, if you're not 100%, you, you, someone's going to get hurt and it's probably going to be a friend who's going to be hurt, you know. So anyway, for me, it was after we finished the, the tournament, it was really clear and the guys were really like, the passion was there, the love was there and the commitment was there. And now we're sort of shaping up for the next month of training before we go to Dubai. And so for me, out of this very long monologue, very boring story, Miller, is how do you find your passion again? How do you reignite your passion? How do you recharge your passion? And yeah. that's what I've just been thinking about all weekend. And so I'm interested in – I'm genuinely interested in hearing what uh, Mike and Raph have to say. And definitely now Tony's here. I'd love to hear that too because, some like, for me, normally it burns on its own, and this has been a period where it's not been there. You know, like, it's like who – how do you get the wood back in there and get that freaking spark going when the flame's not burning? So I'd love to hear what you have to say.
1: Mel, and I think that's a, it wasn't a boring story at all because it's it's relatable, you know, for just because it's about rugby or your passion doesn't mean that it's anything less. Like as you're telling the story, I've, I was sitting here thinking about things that I used to do or that I like to do that I have passion about and something came along and just took the wind out of your sails, right? I, I know for a lot of people, it's been COVID just because of, you know, access and availability and you know, all that, the whole list that comes with it. But uh, yeah, how do you get your passion back? How do you reignite it? And I, I think that's a great, great question. That's a great topic, because I think a lot of people, I, I would say the number one thing right now that I would say is, uh, how do you get the passion back right now to, you know, the workforce, it seems like everybody is hiring, right? And, and there's jobs and requirements that are needed, like what's going to be the passion and fire to get you back into the mode of like, I need to, I need to work, I need to work hard, I need to get back to where I want to be, you know, sort of thing. I, I think a lot of people could relate to that. Uh, but I think you identified just one thing that really popped out is you found, you found a core, you identified the core and where you needed to tap into. And that was, guys like Dala and and some of these other guys that, you know, they were on this, they were off kilter too. They were feeling the same way, but I think you all shared the same vision and you, you remembered what it could be like. You remembered those feelings and it was kind of like what it sounds like is, Hey, I know it sucks right now. I know where, where we're not supposed to be, but I know where we can be and it'll come in time. Let's just, let's just go do it. You know, just putting the effort forward and taking the forward step. I think people that have played team sports or been part of tight groups, it's kind of you can feel that fire and it's a brush fire and it starts spreading when you start seeing it around you and it amps you up, you know, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at. So that's that's kind of how I took it.
0: The, the things that I was thinking about today ahead of this, you know, like I sort of put it out there. Uh, That this this would be the topic, and I was like, shit. You know, how far am I going to go here, sharing my my actual, you know, real life things that I've been struggling with? And I was like, fuck, I just got to talk about it. I I just came up with a few simple steps on how it went for me, and it started with number one was a hall of mirrors. So like, where have things slipped in my life, and then why have they slipped or lapsed? Assess the areas where you can take ownership, take responsibility for what is yours. And then the one that really made a lot of uh, ground for me was clarify whose opinion around you counts because there's always going to be differences of opinion and make sure you address those critical people and move forward knowing you can't please all the people all the time. And so for me, this is step one. This is Hall of Mirrors. The step two was find your centre. Acknowledge the pressures you've been dealing with and forgive yourself if that's warranted. But be fucking careful. Like don't forgive yourself if you are the asshole here, right? <laughs> So after forgiving yourself, release the part you aren't responsible for. So then just release the negative energy, release negative people, release negative behaviors. Step three, back to basics. Find out what it was you first loved about wherever the passion has gone. It could be your job, your sport, partner, family, community, friends. There's something about that that you loved. You say it's your job, you know, and it's a grind and you, It sucks. There was a time when all you could think about was getting your foot in the door of the job you currently have that you're getting resentful and fucking bitter about. So there's something about it that attracted you and drew you to it, whether it's the opportunity to feed your family, you know, just on a basic level of like survival, or whether it was something you really aspired to, and it's just time has taken its toll on you, but there's something about it you first loved. So that step three is back to basics. Step four was get into action. So do the thing you loved. So I had a couple of moments in the last week when I was flying and I just was loving it. I was doing some uh, air to air intercepts and I was just, I was just loving flying the plane and being in the moment and, you know, and then the teaching layer of just imparting knowledge to someone and seeing them improve. So this is the, get into action, do the thing you loved and remember love is a verb. So be in action with the people you love, right? Rather than I need to have a feeling descend upon me before I'll, declare that I'm happier in a a certain state, like take the action, do the things that someone in love would do. Love your body, shift your physiology, get in a a movement, do something to get out of the state you're in, shift your physical state and reconnect with the people who add positivity. So find the people and no no surprises to you guys. You two are pretty much where I go to for a lot of this stuff. But for me, Ches are first, right? So it's reconnect with the people who give you positivity. So this is all my step four, get into action. And then step five was the attitude of gratitude. So communicate thanks, acknowledge people around you. And no shit, these five things have happened to me over this over this last week or two. And I just feel like a different person right now than I did like two weeks ago or a week ago. I feel calm and I feel centered and clear. And I feel really like a strong relationship with my wife. And then all the guys... Over the weekend, like in that crucible of heavy contact, obviously we're not smart enough to wear hard plastic helmets like you guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a fun debate between Red iron football yeah. and rugby last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah we're good.
0: having some banter, NFL versus uh, rugby. But yeah, so for me, this is like this is I, these are actually what I did, and I was trying not to bullshit around or quote some book I've read or whatever. I was really like, no, Hall of Mirrors. I was really like, don't go past yourself. Don't start looking elsewhere before you're really certain you're not the asshole and take responsible for the bits that you have really been the one that has fucked up. Find your center, back to basics, get an action and attitude of gratitude and no shit that has really worked for me. So I'd love, I would love to hear <laughs> if any of this has um, prompted anything to any of you guys, when you've had times when you felt flat or the passion has gone in a certain area, it could be work, relationship, career, community, family, sports, what is it that you guys have done that has worked and made a difference?
3: I mean, Theo? for me, um, what really has a um, an amazing effect in a positive way is if you commit to communicating, right? Um, I'm I'm guilty of this. I mean, I'll be the first one to say it. You know, I, I tend to... Um, tighten up rather than, um, you know, hey, this was, I, I have a dear friend. I mean, he tells you everything that's going on with him, I, literally everything, right? I could never do that. You know, I mean, uh, uh, and, and you need to open up to individuals who are going to give a shit about you as a human being, not... You know, like uh, the mutual, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) it's like the mutual gratification society. You know, your buddy talks, oh, you're the greatest, (laughs) right? Who the hell needs that shit? (laughs) No, it, 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 right? It it just gets really goofy. You need someone to say, hey, like, you know, get your shit together. Or, hey, have I been an asshole lately? Well, yeah, you've been. I mean, now, Louise will tell me, she has no problem in telling me, right? Um, you need that though.
0: And that, that was me with Dalla. Dalla and I have been mates for 24 years. I mean, maybe he's like your, you know, he's the one I would have on the other end of the rope, Tony, like your mate. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and he yeah. he freaking was, stra- he was straight with me. He fucking gave it to me. But, and it's you know, like, got to take it. You got to take yeah. it from those people.
3: But, you, you know, it, it's it's not got to take it. It's, you know what? their agenda is pure, you know? So, okay, it might hurt, but this is what um, is supposed to happen for, for me to get better. You know, it, it's kind of like, I don't know what you guys did when you were younger, but you know, you're sitting on a couch with your buddy, you know, uh, drinking beers and you're telling them about, you're asking him about a life's decision. And he looks at you, turns around, winks and says, crack open another one, right? That's what we're going to do. We're just going to, you know, there's we we tend to ask people about life's decisions that really have no skin in the game for you. What I mean by that is, you know, whether you um, succeed, whether you fail, some people, have you ever noticed people that really want to talk to you and have a lot of time to talk to you really have nothing to do well, you have nothing going on, you know, I, you, know, you, you have folks that they always say, ask a busy person to do something that, you know, and they get it done one way or another. Cause that's just how they are. Right. Uh, we tend to, to um, put a lot of emphasis, like, like uh, Melvin, you mentioned about um, rugby, you know, you've, Folks lose passion in whatever it is, you know, passion and commitment, right? Um, I I wonder because of COVID, and, and this is probably in every situation, not just sports or rugby in particular, but you know, we we tended to put stock into what we do as opposed to who we are, right? You know, I'm this. I'm an accountant or I'm an attorney. No, I'm Tony and Barlina or I'm Mike or I'm Raf or I'm Paul, right? Okay. Uh, you, like with the rugby, you know, I'm wondering on a personal level, how many guys are close enough that play together and say, you know what, what's going on with you? You know, life, not the sport. Because again, the sport's what you do. It's not who you are, right? Right. Well, that goes I, back
1: to last week about our episode with Simon about identity. You know, are you are you are what you do or who are you really? You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a perfect example. But go ahead.
3: Well, you know the, um, uh, like you had said, Mike. You said that you need to relate to your mates. You know, um, like, are just being a dad, right? you know, we have three children, you relate, you relate to each one of them differently. Whether it's a, you know, you could have, you know, um, we, we, we haven't have a son and two daughters. I don't talk to the girls the exact same way, just because they're girls. You, you get what I mean? Right? Different personalities. And it's the same thing with whatever organization you have. And I, I think when people start to lose the passion, the commitment part of it, because you have to commit to rugby, right? Because you you just you have, have your shit together whenever you play, or else you are going to get carried out on a stretcher.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you're you're talking about relationships and you know, the kind of thing and finding the core and like the meaning and finding the passion out about it. The why. The why. Yes. Yes. Why why should I even do this again? Like, you know, it didn't turn out great the first time or it's struggling. Like, why do I need to go back and revisit? Right. It's kind of the the whole thing uh, for I, I'll just share my thing real quick. I mean, this is really going through my head right now. Uh, relationships for me. Uh, it, it's two, almost two years now, and I've, I've put a lot of work in myself. And, you know, that's very clear, but I'm it's very hard for me to jump, jump back into try to be in a relationship. Like uh, I know there's everybody relates. And the reason I can relate is because my core part of it is these three guys on here. When this, you know, this, my, my world fell apart around me relationship wise and you know, whatever, you know, early last year um, I called these three guys and bounced off of them. And they, they were like, they, they saw my ember going out. Like they they saw me, I was just a spark, you know. But these guys were like, "Hey, man, we'll give you some fuel, but it's going to be up to you to kind of get going, you know, and and kickstart my ass and, and get me going." Which took a few months, and I'm not going to lie, it took a long time. Uh, but they, they they helped me re understand the why. But even right now, you know, I'm I'm happy with who I am and and what I've been through, and I'm I'm grateful. As Melon said, you know, I, I I practice gratefulness for what I do have, and realize what I can and cannot control, but Um, going into, you know, trying to get into another relationship, I have reservations because it's like, why would I do this to myself again? Like, like straight up honest, I don't want to have my heart ripped out again. And I still have some, some walls up. Like, that's just the truth. And it's very hard for me to get passionate about starting a relationship again you know, and, and as I see red flags, I see all these things and I have to constantly go back and go, why, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, why am I going down this path again? Is it, is it worth it? Is it, is it, am I going to be happy? Uh, you know, like all that basic normal questions that everybody has. And, uh, it, it's, it's so hard, you know, and I've invested so much time in school and in, in my job and, and I'm just, you know, I'm really proud of myself for crushing that. But, you know, my pillar that I'm going to is uh, like my relationship stuff. Is just like, I want to be better. I know I should be better, but I it's like there's some reservation there of just like, I don't want to get hurt again. And I'm trying to reignite that whole side of it that I can go back into it, if that makes sense. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that.
0: No, ahead, no that, totally, that totally makes sense. I'm, I'm jumping in. Sorry, you can go next, Raf. I'll hold that thought. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it, this is a very, uh, this is a tough thing to talk about. Like you, you did come to us, and we did talk to you, and you know, like for anyone out there, when the, when a real mate comes to you in a hard time, fucking, I'll, I'll tell you, hold ninety percent of what you think to yourself, and just be there with a the person, is my tip. And Mike did the fucking work on his own, and he found his center, and he released and he fucking released, and it was like an active thing, and he he worked his way through it. And I I will will just say that there is going to be some extraordinary person out there. I just know that this is the case, you know, and I've seen the work you've done. I I know the person you are now. I know how fucking together you are and clear and open, and I know that there's an extraordinary person who's going to, be fucking lucky, like struck by lightning lucky at some point. Raf. you were going to jump in.
2: Yeah, I was. And just to add to what Malin said, I, I think he's a thousand percent accurate, Mike. I think uh, you haven't met him yet, but I think you will one day. Uh,
1: <laughs> I knew it months. was coming. I knew it uh, was coming.
2: <laughs> but really, I'd like to circle back to uh, Malin's original comments. And what I found in my own personal life I really mostly focused I think it was your number 3 and your number 5. I almost have noticed that what has always worked for me is when I start to lose passion about something when I'm I'm doing whether it's work or a relationship or a sport I find myself that is it you know because losing that passion kind of makes you get away from those things meaning you're less active in your relationship You're not as involved at work, whatever the key for me, at least has always been to just force myself to get back into the work, force myself to do things in the relationship, force myself to maybe go to extra practices, go to the gym, you know, um, get maybe tune these up, tune these things up a little bit more. And then in the middle of all that kind of as a, as a platform, I try to remind myself while I'm actively doing those things kind of what you alluded to melon is um, you know when you were a younger kid you have dreamt about being in these situations right I dreamt about being a pilot I had dreamt about being in a loving relationship with a beautiful woman and having kids and I like you dream about these things so it's easy to lose perspective it's easy to just sit there and get all jaded because because we're human right we're internally we're just we're just fucked. and I think that it just helps to pause for a second, put in the work, and then, and then just wrap that with gratitude. And it's easier said than done. I don't always do it. But I felt that when I've lost passion, doing those two things and combining them together almost always restarts the fire for me. I mean, I, it's like a damn near guarantee. It's like, like I realize that I'm back and I'm like, you know, and, and almost to the point where I start laughing at myself for, for being... A bitch <laughs> for just being for letting myself get there but listen man i'm human it's gonna happen it's a constant struggle i'm not it's not i'm not gonna do it the one time and then be like oh i'm good like it literally dude it could happen two days from now it could happen a month from now it could happen a week from now it just there's so many variables in life um yeah malin
0: that that's like one of the most fundamental things in all the motivation theory and research and stuff around like maslow's hierarchy and so on that are a need when it's met ceases to motivate. So, you know, you're underwater and you need air as soon as your head's above water. You don't even think about the air again. You're hungry as soon as you eat. Hunger no longer motivates. And you and you sort of work your way up that and you can fall back as soon as a need's not met again. And so you can be like, I just want to have this amazing relationship. And then you, as you just said, you have a, a beautiful wife, an amazing partner and so on. And all of a sudden you don't even see it now. Immediately the human... Condition is unfortunately we take it for granted. You don't, the fish doesn't see the water, right? And it's, I think that's, that is what we're talking about exactly in this episode. Like, how do you get that spark going again when it's not there? And having those moments when you do have, when you've had a win and celebrating it, like really being present with the amazing thing that you do have and this dream that you fulfilled, as you said, Ralph, I reckon it's perfect. Are yeah. you going to jump in and- there? Go ahead.
2: I just wanted to add one more thing, uh, because I know that this is something everybody can relate to. Everyone, to some degree or another, is always trying to be better in fitness, whether it's physiologically, whether it's strength, whether it's what you look like, your body composition. The, The revolution that I've had in my head in the last, I would say, at least a year, probably a little bit longer than that, I went from wanting to be a specific body type, you know, I'm trying to hit these numbers or whatever, to actually just being grateful for the fact that my body works the way that it does. And I literally try to bring that with me every time I go to the gym. Because there are days where I, I walk into the gym, I'm like, I don't want to do this. But as soon as I think to myself, dude, you walked into the gym and now you're going to go, you know, do whatever you're going to do. You should be grateful that your body can still do this. And to add to that motivation or to add to that kind of, uh, to reaffirm this, you know what really like super motivates me is when I watch these like significantly older folks or handicapped people that walk in and they're just fucking getting after it. And I, and that's when I'm like, you need to shut whatever negativities in your head. You need to just shut that down and just put that aside. Cause you've got these people, like there's an older man that I've been watching a couple times and he's, he does this pedaling thing. He sits down and he just pedals and he's got some sort of limited use with one of the arms. But I just think to myself, what a savage he's in here Limited use of the arm and he's just getting, and he's in there for like 45 minutes, just pedaling away, just doing his thing, you know, and you think about the, the discipline that it takes to sit. I mean, I don't want to do anything for 45 minutes, let alone, you know what I mean? But I know that he's kind of going back to what Tony Sr. said, you know, discipline is what you do, what you need to do, not what you want to do. And he's just in there crushing it. And so it just... Just know that it's easy to fall into these negative mindsets and just find what works for you. Because sometimes what works for me is different. Sometimes it's a cold shower, a cold bath. Sometimes it's listening to a motivational video, maybe the right song. It, it it It's always something different. Maybe it's just staring at my son for three minutes and going, holy hell, I'm the luckiest man alive. It, it's always different. And you have to constantly be searching for it.
1: I, I would just like to throw this in here for people to go watch and, and relating to what uh, Raph was saying about you know going to the gym and realizing your passion whatever there's a video that's posted on not your average operator on uh on Facebook and stuff but it's uh it's a birthday video about a guy named a uh, former diving coach named Cliff Deveres and uh he when he was younger he was a diver like off the diving board and doing that sort of stuff and i believe he had an injury um he's his his spinal cord or something where his body doesn't work right good I think he had a
0: tumor i think he had a tumor And then there's a paralysis after that tumor is removed near his spinal cord.
1: Okay, yeah. So he can't walk right. He can't stand upright. Whatever. This video is literally such a great thing. I I I have. I'm looking at it right now. He gets back up on the diving board, and every year for his birthday, he gets out and he dives. And the whole the whole pool area is singing "Happy Birthday" to him. But you hear him talking about his life, and all this guy has it that bad, and. You know, he's just like, no, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that I have. And I think it's such a great example that this guy, for his birthday, every year that he makes it around the sun, he celebrates this and shows his passion for diving. And he's like, it may seem very simple to you, but to me, it's absolutely beautiful. You know, and, 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 and,
0: man. and it's a risk. It's a risk when he does it. He does. He has the use of one arm and one leg. Even yes. getting up onto the platform is a massive risk. When he goes into the water, he could drown every time he goes in. He has people waiting in the water to get him out. And he's doing it for the squad of people that he coaches and for his family. And, you know, and he says at the end of it, he's like, I challenge you to look at your own life and see what is it that you're not doing that you could do. Go and take that step, like be that person that you wish you were. Oh, that's an extraordinary video. Yeah, yeah. Stuff I- like that. Stuff like that. If that doesn't get you going again, if that doesn't put some spark back,
1: I'll be, I'll be honest. I was sitting on my, on my couch, having a Kit Kat and I watched that video and I literally, I had to stand up and I like fist pumped and walked around my place. And I was like, that was badass, man. And I could feel like actions like that and hearing and seeing that ignites other people. And that could be, that could be your reason to get back into it is because that feeling alone is very powerful. I just love that you confirm
2: my images of you. You know, for everybody who doesn't know, Mike is the, the, the fastest photo bomber in the group. I mean, if a picture, like whenever Mellon and, and Chazza put up a photo from their trips or whatever, within 37 seconds, there's some sort of manipulated photo crop that Mike puts out. And I'm like, how do you find the time? Like, I, it takes me hours to get to the photo, but within 37 seconds of Chazza posting it, Mike is already photobombing it. But but now I know you literally sit in your living room in a diaper in a bib eating Kit Kats, <laughs> cheetah fingers, and you're just cropping pictures. In a wobby. Yeah, I listen, I, my letter recommendation for warrant Officer is being rescinded at this moment. I'm I just deleted it.
3: I <laughs> oh, want it anyway, you keep it. Yeah. Oh you know, w- um, watching a lot of those videos you know, you see folks do some extraordinary things, right? I mean, just amazing. And um, I, I don't think it's so much you, you look at them and you say, wow, I can do what necessarily they can do, but I can certainly do a little bit more than what I'm doing, right? That's the idea. Because you can't compare yourself to everybody else. You have to compare yourself to you, right? Because if, you, if, you, if you're going around comparing yourself to everybody else, uh, you're gonna fall short more times than not right and that's not good you know especially if you're if you don't have that support system kind of to prop you up every once in a while you know and we all need that I mean that's
2: we
0: do oh, I, I think
3: yeah sorry
2: go ahead melon
0: I, I was just gonna say that in in my particular one like thinking about a group like someone my my rugby club it's a bit different than when I think about like a relationship and definitely you know every marriage every friendship brothers sisters you know it's all a sine curve and you know hopefully the oscillations aren't too great and you're in positive positively positive territory most of the time but for me I was thinking like when I was 11 my dad passed away and just before that he gave us three brothers uh Rudyard Kipling's poem if and I highly recommend if anyone's not familiar with that that they read that it's a it's like a poem from a father to a son and all of my brothers and i we all memorized it and after he passed away it was something very it was very important to me and one of the lines in it is if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too and that was like my period here was don't go past the hall of mirrors and really think about the parts where you can you can change how you're operating and bring more effectiveness. But when you're clear, trust yourself. And when when it's something you really know and you've sounded it off a few trusted individuals, just move forward and get on with it, you know, get into the action stage. And like, I really saw that. I really saw this whole group, this massive passion that just burned. It It was an extraordinary evening of like massive, massive competition and contact and, you know, very few scores and just... Goal line defense, like I know all the NFL people would understand how hard it is to hold your line when there's just that constant attack and people putting their body on the line and stuff. And it just, it came back. But anyway, that was that line and I've been thinking about it heaps. You know, trust, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. Because you've got you to have both sides. You can't just be that arrogant prick who's like, everyone else is wrong. Because normally, if everyone else is an asshole... And you you know, you're certain you're right. Normally there's something you gotta fucking start with yourself. What do you do, Tony? When you're, you know, like maybe an area of another area other than just just work or community groups. I know you like I I've really been thinking about this a lot. I didn't know you were going to come, so I'm stoked to hear because I loved all the stuff that you've given us in the previous episodes. I personally I've taken a lot out of it. Like I'm interested in hearing how you have gotten how you've rediscovered or recharge your passion or commitment at times.
3: You know, Melon, you brought up um, the fact that uh, you need to rekindle that flame, right? Well, what uh, an example, um, you know, you're involved in a group and you one group in, in particular, I got involved because of the people, right? And you know, you get um, occupied with life itself. You know, your family life, your spouse, your children, your grandkids. You know, uh, uh, and there, there may be an extended period of time where that contact isn't there with with the group, right? And you lose touch. Life happens, right? And and um, uh, until you start rekindle that communication again uh, it, it's going to have a hard time kickstarting. So I, I make an effort at least to, um, start that communication and find out, you know, one, what's going on with the group. And two, probably most important is, you know, how I can benefit the group coming back. Right. Because it has to be, uh, first of all, it has to be win-win, but you have, if you don't put the effort into connecting and making certain that that uh, gets done, chances are good that if you feel that, if you don't feel enough of a, uh, a passion or commitment to start that, why would you expect the other people to? Right? So
0: um, I suggested if people listening, just hit the old back arrow, 30 seconds, and just listen to that again. Focus on restarting the comms. What's going on with the group? How can I benefit the group by coming back? There's something very profound right in that. Was there more after that, Tony? No. I mean, that's got that's got <laughs> if that doesn't do it. If that doesn't do it, and there's a group that you've you know, and like all of us have these life comes and goes and shifting sands. Like Cherry and I've talked a lot about that out here. You know that we're an expat community and people come out here for periods, for chapters and, you know, you'll have a group that'll be here. And then the dynamic changes like I used to hang with Raf out here, you know, years ago. And we had a big block of time with US military guys, shout out to Frank Muth and all the rest of the kitchen crew. <laughs> and then time, time shift, you know, and it's like, there'll be a group for all of us that we've disengaged from that you could re-engage with and I reckon that they're, they're really great words. <laughs> So on the topic of uh, rediscovering, and recharging your passion, I had my five steps that uh, really like that is actually what worked for me in this last just week. And I've I, I found it really hard. And then all of a sudden it was like easy and it was boom. And the flame was burning strongly again. Are there other things that you wanted to just, uh, that you haven't said yet you wanted to leave the listeners with there? Uh, starting with you, Mike, did you have anything you wanted to add?
1: No, I kind of go with what you said, Melon, is, you know, sit down. I'm going to sit down today, actually. It's Sunday. So it's football day and lots of chill time. And I'm sure I'll make some more memes. But, you know, just just sitting down and and going over uh, some of my passions that I have, you know, um, I can look on some that I that I've achieved. So passion for school was very hard for me. Like, why would I go back to doing college level stuff after 15 years? But uh, the passion and everything was there from I I bounced it off you guys. And, you know, there's good ones. But you know, I need to write down some, some different uh, passions. I want to get back. I want to get back to them and I want to crush them. You know, I want to be the best that I can for me at those. So uh, I would encourage everybody to kind of do the same and sit down and ask yourself the same question. What are your passions, old or new? And figure out, you know, listen to some of these great points that these guys are putting out because it's definitely uh, going to make me think.
0: Awesome. How about you there, uh, Tio? Is there any, any uh, thoughts you've had here around rediscovering, recharging your passion or your commitments?
2: Uh, nothing new to add. I mean, I I pretty much agree with all you guys, and I kind of gave you my anecdote for for recharging and resetting.
0: Because, like, here's one: just like just in your own personal relationship with someone you love, like, why not just make it ten percent better? by just engaging freshly with that person, you know, your mum, your brother, your sister, your wife, your child, you know, why, why would you accept that this is as good as it could be? And you just see what comes next if you put something extra in that space. How about you there, Tony? Is there anything else you'd wanna, I mean, thank you so much for coming on. It's just like, I love these conversations, man. Like I love that series we did about Tender Warrior. Yeah, and yeah. Um, is, there, is there any other thoughts you've had that you'd, you'd like to leave people with just before? Real, the- real quick. Okay
3: real, real quick, you know, on your second point, you had said, find your center, right? You know, release the negative. Well, you know, uh, Les Brown has this, uh, he coins this phrase. If you wouldn't do the same thing over again, that negative behavior, right. Today, knowing what, you know, if you don't release that you're convicting an innocent person, right? You're beating that person down because this is the person that you are now, right? And the second thing, with the passion and commitment, you know, you really have to look at it real quick and say, or not real quick, but you have to look at it and say, you know, what are the, do what Ben Franklin used to do, get a piece of paper, you put, a, put a divider in the middle, put the negatives on the left and the positives on the right, whichever one has the most. Then you know, okay, you know what, this is something I need to get back to. Or you know what? My commitments that I have right now overshadow this right now. It has to take a back seat, but you have to make it, you have to take the emotion out of the decision. That's,
0: awesome. That's awesome, Tony. Well, from the listeners, no doubt. Thanks so much for coming back and sharing yeah, your you. wisdom. We we love hearing your stories and you know, you're the scout for the three of us. We we, we love having you on. We're very privileged. Thank you. So, uh, until next week, um, let us know how you guys have rediscovered to recharge your passion. Um, remember, we've got our goals to hit our 50 reviews and 100 ratings, and we're working on that. We've got we've got a month and a half now to get that up. And uh, you know, share this out in your community. If we can if we can reach more people and build a bit of positivity and passion back into their lives, we'd love to do that. So until next week, stay focused, have a look in the hall of mirrors and uh, see where you can add a bit of flame. See you next time.